Hello, everyone. Hope everybody's doing good today. Wanted to give you a couple of updates, particularly as it applies to the 87th Texas Legislative Session, particularly a bill analysis. So an analysis of the bills, not, not of all the bills, but of those that pertain to our industry. And I thought this might be helpful for you to know there's several of these bills that were passed um, that do impact some things maybe we need to do and make, be aware of. And then, of course, some bills that did not pass, but they were introduced that just will keep on the radar. So this is something we thought that would perhaps be helpful. And so I hope you find it that way. If you need a copy of any of this, you can ask Jackson. He can get you a copy of it um, for your records, no problem. But anyway, I just wanted to kind of do a quick synopsis or summary of the bills that were passed. I'm not going to cover all of them. I'm going to just kind of hit the highlights. You're welcome to read these on your own. But the bills that were passed in this uh, 87th legislative session, which again began in January and ended the end of May of this year, 2021, so House Bill 19, this bill was, was introduced to help curb nuclear verdicts uh, that we're seeing in the commercial auto claims uh, industry, or commercial auto industry for claims in Texas. And what it did is it basically introduced a two-phase concept if in case a, a trial is brought up to where in phase one, uh, certain things are done, and then if they're found liable, they go into phase two. But here's what's important to us. It's imperative that agents advise their clients to adhere to strict hiring practices to avoid poor practices being used against them in court. So really, as it deals with hiring practices and the um, uh, rules about doing it in a consistent way, that becomes very important in protection, laws, lawsuit protection, uh, dealing with people who have commercial auto fleets. So you can read about more about that, House Bill 19. Then, of course, you have House Bill uh, 1113, uh, which is, deals with peer-to-peer -peer auto sharing. Apparently, this is increasing, and so this bill outlines whose policy covers uh, the, or, or whose policy ensures water, who's responsible in case of an auto accident with this peer-to-peer -peer auto sharing, and you can read more about that. House Bill 1113. Um, some of these I'll go over very quickly. You have like a, a TWIA bill, House Bill 769, um, basically, a lot of this deals with how TWIA does certain things and, and votes that ha happen in the, on the TWIA board. I'm not going to bore you with some of that, but it's interesting that TWIA, the Windstorm Association, is always a big deal about how all that works. Um, not as pertinent to most of us, but something to, to be aware of. Then you have some bills. This is interesting for your business owners out there. Any money received on COVID-19 relief is not subject to franchise tax in Texas. That's a big deal. Uh, House Bill 1195. Okay, we have House Bill 1418. This bill protects contractors from liability for de defects in plans, specifications, or other related documents for the construction or repair to real property. So it's really a protection for contractors uh, to where they have to do certain things when those defects are they're made aware of those, but it has to deal really with, I guess, the plans and specifications. Um, that would go back to how they're doing certain things, and so it's a protection for contractors. House Bill 1689 deals with reinsurance, reinsurance agreements, not really something we have to be concerned with a whole lot, but that's what that's about. This is interesting, House Bill 1693, and of course the document that I have, if you want a copy, gives the, tip, dip, the different um, uh, representatives that introduced these bills. But municipal courts apparently didn't have access to the same database as the DPS. And so what this bill did allow the municipal courts to have access to the same database so that they could prove or determine that insurance was or wasn't in force, auto insurance particularly, financial responsibility, if you will, 
um, quicker. So you know things like that. That that again, it's not a big deal, but it's kind of kind of interesting. H bill uh, H House Bill HB seventeen seventy seven deals with uh, life insurance agents and annuity transactions, certain disclosure requirements. Uh, but the companies will tell us, you know, what we need to do on that. I'm sure as that gets cleaned up. Then also you have House Bill 1787. This basically is a cleanup bill from last session. And if you recall, Texas only meets every other year, which is a good thing. So they can, you know, only mess things up every other year. Uh, <laughs> tongue in cheek there. Anyway, the um, the cleanup bill HB 1787 clarifies that a personal auto insurance policy provides coverage while your vehicle is in a repair facility. So there's just some language to make sure people understood that from probably claims situations that people were having problems with. Just a few more. I think there's maybe 18 of these that were passed. Uh, House Bill 2547 uh, allows for more flexibility in bringing certain commercial insurance products to the marketplace, dealing with the modernization of commercial insurance. Haven't really looked into that a whole lot. I'm going to keep my eye on that one probably a little bit, dealing with tech things, I would imagine. HB 3564, again, TWIA, having to do with certification issues. Then you have um, HB, this one I do want to mention, HB 3769, uh, introduced by uh, Smithy. Certain disclosures on occupational insurance policies. Now, you remember work comp, of course, you have workers' compensation, then you have occupational or um, occupational accident coverage, OCAC, as it's often called. Well, this is what this is dealing with. So disclosures, if someone's selling an occupational insurance policy and materials have to be visible, and particularly for agents, this is one of those, again, to keep in mind, agents who market or sell these, and sometimes we do, must provide the disclosure language on the material they produce. So again, it has to do with disclosure material, showing, again, this is not a work comp policy, but it's an occupational accident policy, House Bill 3769. If you remember of all these that I've listed, this one that I just discussed, as well as the House Bill 19, dealing with advising your your commercial clients that have commercial autos to make sure that they... Um, be consistent in their hiring practices. Those are the two, I think, that jumped out to me that are the most important for you guys to know. Um, House Bill 4210 deals with TDI, having authority to conduct business electronically unless a person requested in writing. I guess previously they had to do it all in writing. Now they can do it electronically or in writing, uh, depending on what someone gives them a preference of. And so that, you know, a renewal of licenses and so forth, which, you know, could be a problem if you give them an email that goes bad or something uh, and you don't get your, you know, your renewal notice. Uh, House Bill 4030, again, that also amends certain requirements for TDI, including the requirement of agents to provide information to, about, to the department on certain things. And then also it deals with increasing ethics training. If you're an old guy like me, you could be grandfathered. I think this year I finally became grandfathered. I think that's a good thing. Maybe it means I'm getting old. But anyway, you have also now Senate Bill 6 was interesting. This was um, is dealing with the pandemic liability protection. This was a big deal to make sure, kind of give protection from frivolous lawsuits as long as companies were trying to follow certain protocol and so forth. Now, another uh, Senate bill introduced by Schwartner, which is our senator here. I know him. Actually, have a cell phone if I ever need to call him. But anyway, he, he introduced a bill. It was a good thing. He's a conservative guy. I like him. Addressing paid versus incurred charges in commercial auto liability cases. But this bill was withdrawn because the Supreme Court handed down, down a ruling that was even more beneficial. And so he withdrew that that uh, bill to help, you know, to not 
create further problems because the Supreme Court did something that was even better. Okay, a few more. Uh, Senate Bill 713, it, it simply moves the dates for the sunset of the TDI and the Work Comp Division uh, and OPIC to 2025. That's a lot like Senate Bill 1448, which deals with the funding and the study of the funding of the Work Comp Association. Some of these bills just deal with ongoing um, legislative issues, if you will, concerning the Work Comp Fund, the Windstorm Association, and so forth. Uh, that we don't get into a whole lot, not being in a whole lot of coastal areas, but just, you know, interesting to know. One more, Senate Bill 1602. This will require an insurer that denies a claim based on failure to cooperate or inability to contact the insured. In order, they have to send a notice of non-renewal. So, again, one of those cleanup bills dealing with the language of paperwork to clients. Now, I'm not going to read, there's like twice as many, like 38, I think, or so, on the bills of interest that didn't pass, but I just want to highlight maybe a handful that I thought were interesting. There's a few. One that was introduced, again, these were not passed, House Bill 429, that deals with adding the coverage of tornado and wildfire uh, statewide to the tw to a TWIA policy. <laughs> I thought that was interesting. Again, these did not pass. House Bill 430 um, that dealt with trying to um, make it to where loss experience from a catastrophe or cat claim could not be considered in setting rates for risks located outside the disaster area. That's interesting. So, you know, I don't like that particularly because it would, it would hurt a company's ability to adjust their rates. Um, again, I always think more control is not as good on stuff like this. You know, I'm, I'm a freedom guy. You have to have certain control clearly, but I, I do like freedom as much as humanly possible. House Bill 1110 by Johnson, and then another one, 1111, by the same person. One is, the first one, 1110, is interesting. He was trying, or he or she, was trying to increase the initial payment on a replacement cost policy that would make it 80% versus ACV. You know, let's say on a roof now, you have a roof claim, you, they pay ACV, you replace the roof, and then they give you the difference. They were trying to say you have to pay at least 80%, and then the difference I mean, to me, it's six of one half dozen of the other. As long as they replace it and get paid the full amount, what does it really matter? But anyway, you know, they have to have something to do, I guess. Um, the other one deals with um, prohibiting, prohibiting discrimination on underwriting and rating due to sexual orientation, which is interesting. Um, you know, if you think about that, the data is pretty clear that young male drivers have more accidents, let's say, than young female drivers. So I don't think that's based on the information, just trying to maybe be more politically correct, which is... Um, you know, not always a good thing for sure. Anyway, uh, House Bill 1119, um, that deals with the establishment of Texas Uninsured Vehicle Enforcement Program. I found that interesting. Ask Jackson, he just had an accident. Somebody hit him without insurance at all and totaled his car. And so I don't know if that would be, you know, groups or a group of DPS. I'm not sure, but that didn't pass, but that's interesting. One more, or well, a few more, but I checked this one. Requirement of OEM, that's Original Equipment and, manu and Manufacturing, so the original equipment parts in a, in a, in a repair a vehicle under repair, that that would have to be used. That's what they were trying to require. Of course, it's not required right now. Some policies allow for it. Others allow for, you know, like kind and quality. But you just see all these proposals. Here's just a few more. HB 1649 would re have required cities and counties and school districts to secure two bids on all insurance and risk pool contracts. So if I had the school district insured, I wouldn't like that. If I didn't have it insured, I would probably like that. Um, 
anyway, a few more. I'm skipping quite a few. Uh, 2269, requiring the declaration page of a personal auto policy to outline any deductible that might be charged. That's an interesting concept. If they were to show all those deductible options there, again, probably your typical client would be maybe more confused. Uh, but it could be used as a tool to educate, which is, of course, what we're all about, which is why I'm even doing this. Another one, HB 2777, dealing with uh, regulating roof contractors. And that's the last one I really want to mention. But I just wanted to say, um, when you think about roof contractors, you have uh, good contractors and bad contractors. And so it's very important to have people you trust that occasionally our clients ask about, not that we technically recommend anyone specifically, but we do give suggestions to help our clients from time to time. We have a vendor list. I know Justin puts that together. We always try to update it. And uh, I would rather give business to people that give business to us, uh, especially if they you know, do, do right by people, then that's a good thing. But as you see more and more legislation passed, then they regulate certain things. So I don't know. We just thought this might be helpful to let you know this is out there every two years. You know, the rules do change. And so it's important that we have companies that try to make sure that uh, our world doesn't get uh, ruined by someone that doesn't know how insurance should work and does work. And just a little update from the 87th legislative session, bill analysis, the first session we dealt, section we dealt with bills that passed. And then we dealt with the section, some that did not pass, but that were proposed. And so if you want a copy of this document, Feel free to ask Jackson. He'll get it to you And uh, if, if you want to know more. But I really highlighted the ones, particularly in closing, uh, HB 19 that did pass, dealing with the fact agents need to advise their clients uh, to adhere to strict hiring practices as opposed to poor hiring practices uh, in the, uh, those commercial clients that have commercial autos when commercial claims become involved. And you can read about that. And then secondly was... Um, the disclosure on occupational accident policies, making sure we properly disclose they are not work comp policies. There's some laws connected with that. So anyway, I hope everyone is doing well. And uh, here before long, we'll give another Rollo report with some updates on the next quarter and how things are happening in the industry. I'm sure you're pretty aware we're in a certainly a hard hardening market, uh, you know, hard market, and rates are going up. It you know it kind of is what it is. With this freeze that happened, um, it certainly they're not going down. But if we take care of clients, explain coverages, then that's okay because they're going up everywhere. And that's why I'm very thankful that we're independent. So work hard with your account managers, and uh, let's try to take care of people. Hope you have a good day. <music>